Hey, everybody. Before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You can also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and figure out what other movies inspired it. But today on the show, we're actually doing a Breaking It Apart, which is the side series where we look at an old movie and figure out what movies were inspired by it. And joining me today are two members of Las Vegas-based Black Camaro. Uh, You've heard Brian Garth on the show before, but now joining us also is Tom Miller. I was really glad to have these guys on. Um, We just went and saw Wizard of Oz. Actually, Brian and I did. Uh, Tom went and saw it separately. But uh, it's back in the theaters for the 80th anniversary. Uh, It's a movie that doesn't really need an introduction. It's such an absolute all-time classic. Despite the fact that I may or may not have ever seen it before last week. Um... I, I'm sure I did, but uh, I can't remember. We get into that a little bit in the episode, as well as getting into all of the movies that have come since then that were inspired by The Wizard of Oz, and also talk about Black Camaro's new album, Protocol of Dreams. So it's a long conversation, so I'm just going to jump right into it, but I do want to remind you, you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. You can join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. And, of course, you can subscribe to the show on any of the major podcast apps out there. So, without any further ado, let's get into this conversation about The Wizard of Oz. Alright, so, today on the show, we're uh, doing another Breaking It Apart, and uh, we're not... At my home studio today, we are at Digital Insight with two members of Black Camaro. We've had Brian Garth on the show before. We also got Tom Miller joining us. Hi, Dave. How you guys doing? Hi, everyone. What's up, Dave? Hey. Thank you for having uh, us. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Should be fun. (laughs) You guys have a new album coming out, or actually, by the time this goes up, it'll have just come out, and uh, I wanted to find a way to get you back on the show so we can... uh, talk about it you know great yeah is that what the show is about today no it's about the wizard of oz but you know we gotta we gotta plug the album too so excellent yeah which is about with the album's about wizard of oz too it is i i I got to listen to it on vinyl and i noticed uh, a lot of wizard of oz themes on there well we specifically i mean you you played it in reverse yes of course if you play the album in reverse starting at the moment dorothy no, it's not at the Lion. Actually, we we designed that was the original dub. That's if you play it forward. But mm. if you play the album in reverse and you start at the part where Dorothy gets hit in the head, yeah. by the window, yeah, yeah, uh, 
it sort of lines up a little bit, kind of. Just a little. <laughs> not fully. Um, so Wizard of Oz just uh, was back in theaters uh, for its 80th anniversary. Uh, it was one of those Fathom Events things. We went and saw it, and uh, it, it was actually possibly my first time seeing it. I'm not really quite you've sure. You've never seen, you have never seen Wizard of Oz. You're not sure if you've ever seen it. I'm not sure. There, there's people that know me or listen to the show or whatever know that there's like so many of these classics that like I, I maybe saw but it's so long ago. You've seen Wizard remember. of Oz? Yeah. I know, it's the Wizard of You've Oz. You've seen like scenes here and there. Like, oh, you yeah. Would, you would recognize this scene like, oh yeah, I've seen this. That made it all and the harder. The, yeah. Yeah, that made it all the harder because I'm like watching these scenes. I'm like, I know this, I know this, and I know every single scene in this entire movie, but I don't remember if I've seen it from beginning uh, to end. My That's, guess is you never attended a private daycare facility. <laughs> ever, right? Probably I'm, not. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, well, I was trying to think of reasons why. Because... When I was telling people, yeah, I'm going to go see it, like right away, three people were like, I've never seen that. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So I'm trying to think of reasons why nobody has ever seen Wizard of Oz. Um, I figured it's it's one of those films that is just so embedded in American culture that it's difficult to have not seen by your late 30s, right? And I thought about when I saw it the most, obviously when I was a child, but where... um, daycare places yeah <laughs> you know like all the all the daycares before or after school places or whatever summer camp shit like that that i attended i feel like i, I probably had to watch that movie a hundred times yeah. during that you know and and um so now i'm on a quest you're one of the people that told me that yeah what about tom had you seen it i uh i think my dad must have bought it like before my earliest memories maybe because mm. i think we had a, a, a vcr pretty early and that must have been one of his first purchases so like yeah like dozens if not over a hundred times there's just so much movie, yeah. yeah there's so much in it that's just so recognizable whether it was from watching it or just seeing its influence on other movies and pop culture and everything i mean that's the thing that stood out to me the most while watching it is just how many like little things and like tropes and you know whatever oh, that you see in a million things yeah just did they one after it? another yeah did they invent it i mean it's 80 years ago i mean it it's is pretty the, long yeah they pro- assume they did yeah. invent a lot of those and we just don't know you know yeah. no no expert um, i mean it is a remake there there was a version before it a black and white version in the 20s yeah but but it, it's it still told its own the story thing. but did it did it take all the i i feel like some of the the tropes are built into the like the cinematic design the way the the director put it together the editor put it together the actors put it together not so much the way bomb put it together right so i don't think it's it's so much the story that brings that up maybe in cer- certain cases you know obviously we'll we'll have some pieces and that was a piece honestly if we're already getting into sure, it sure why not that let's, was a let's piece. let you do the first one uh well, that wouldn't have been my first piece, but definitely it's a piece where I feel like um, this movie influenced so many other movies in its trope Venus, like in, in the fact that uh, there's just so many like cliches, um, one being, let's see what I found. Um, oh yeah, the part where they fight guards off camera and then two seconds later they appear wearing their gear you know <laughs> yeah that okay so that right there i feel like that right there i was laughing so hard and my mom kept looking at me because i was giggling and she's like 
what? what? It's not that bad. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm fucking loving this, right? I'm loving every moment of it. Every yeah. single time I would giggle, I couldn't help it. And and that was one of them where I'm like, oh my God, I yeah. can't believe it. And it was pulled off so well. It's probably the best one yeah. ever, Yeah. right? And and um, it's great that you see that happen so often in film. Um, You've probably seen that happen like, 60 times yeah every cartoon yeah every cartoon (laughs) bunch of movies yeah that that it's it's filled with those sorts of things gank those uniforms and just pull in right at the tail of that line right line of guards (laughs) um works every time so yeah any any i would say that my first puzzle pieces or or, sorry what are we calling the breaking apart pieces we're we're still calling them puzzle pieces we're we're still trying to figure out how to specifically uh uh you know theme these breaking it apart episodes Uh, okay so so then one of the pieces would definitely be how how the way it was edited and just how the the way it was filmed Mm. uh it has influenced other films you know they borrow from the style of it and in uh it in its tropiness. So so it's like not specifically a movie, but like tropes in themselves. Like there's just so many of them and they're, I, I they think find maybe they way. weren't tropes. Yeah. They weren't these cliches. They yet. weren't when they made them. They, uh, it was yeah, after. exactly. Yeah. When the Wizard of Oz came out, it was probably groundbreaking in all those areas, right? And and now we've no. seen so many movies where they're like, oh, that, that part. And, and you know, they're even like ripping straight from it, homage even, where... Uh, there's a the Simpsons episode where the guards are doing the OEO, yeah, you know yeah. the the, um, the witches guards, which I don't remember them wearing like Shogun outfits or wh- what would you say their outfits are? Is that it's definitely uh, of Asian yeah influence, right? Uh, maybe Japanese. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, possibly. Anyway, they're doing the OEO Classic. song, OEO, and uh, jeez. I mean, Metallica. Metallica <laughs> fucking played that in one of their songs. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, one of their good songs. Yeah. Also, know, you know, take take them away to Never Neverland is, you know, that's taking you to Oz, right? I, no, that was that's Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah. But but wasn't Peter Pan similar? In right. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know when that yeah, was which came, when yeah. that was written. <laughs> I, I I truly don't. But Wizard uh, of Oz. All these Disney sure, things sure. they all bleed into one another. Well, well, yeah. the uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure you could find in like a version of Peter Pan that has come out since a film version that has come out since Wizard of Oz, where they take that you know trope where there's an off-screen scuffle and then they come back wearing their gear yeah you know that's that seems to be uh, more apparent in like 70s through 80s comedies (laughs) you know uh like i I could see there's like a dan Aykroyd movie or some shit oh yeah that where they do that or a chevy chase film like probably blazing saddles with that Blazing big line saddles. of criminals and yeah. they jump the two uh KKK guys. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. There you go. And just there you go. Now uniforms. they're wearing their outfits. Right. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Good good it's call just, on th- that. that is all over, man. That that yeah. trope right there, man. That's that's, that's an interesting classic. segue. Can I do one more? Sure, go okay, for it. Okay, I don't know where you guys are at on this. So that's an interesting segue, Blazing Saddles, because the one thing that stood out to me almost immediately, especially once everything went color. And they're in Munchkin Land, and obviously I'd seen the film so many times. I was anticipating that moment. I was like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait until it goes color." And they're in Munchkin Land. I want to see what what it looks like on this big fucking screen, you know. And um, right away, something about it was screamed fucking Willy Wonka, Gene Wilder Wonka, yeah. Yeah. you know. And, and I was like, "Okay, this is great." And then I think even the influence in Wonka is apparent with any time they the um, Oompa Loompas bust out oh yeah it's like 
a whole Munchkin Land scene at least what four times in the movie, five oh, times yeah, in the movie. So no, I, I agree though. Willy Wonka definitely came to mind. I didn't write that down as one of mine, but like if I had gone further than five puzzle pieces, it probably would have been number six. Um, it, it's so Willy Wonka, and in there, there's so much of that that's so similar with, with the Oompa Loompas and the songs and the like taking you know things from from the real world and just like blowing them up into just kind of magical proportions and all that kind yeah, of for stuff sure. With like, you know lots of trippy visuals and all that kind of stuff it's, it's there's so much that's similar there i i did have willy wonka as well you did yeah and uh same thing just the le- the the fantasy land created with the ultra bright greens and and shit like that dude so many colors they, yeah, yeah it's exactly. like yeah it's wild and off that point, I do want to say both of those movies uh, influenced mini golf courses too. <laughs> Just that, that putting surface, you know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Yeah. That's actually that's a good dead. point. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm going to go next with my puzzle piece. That's actually mini golf courses works really well uh, as a transition to my next puzzle piece. Um, which is actually Disneyland. Mario Golf. Oh, yeah, Disneyland. 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 Wow. Disneyland. Wow. Oh, that is yeah. that is a. Oh, yeah, totally yeah, and, and Disney and and, and, very... and Wizard of Oz. You would think it's a Disney property, but it wasn't at the time. Oh, he MGM. wanted it bad, but he couldn't get it, and he just did it anyway. Oh, he made wow. Disney very Wizard of Ozzy, you know, and um, that just the overall landscape and everything. And I believe that they did eventually buy it, and it's like been a Disney thing recently. Oh, I, probably recently. I can yeah, see that. I yeah, mean, remember the early or mid nineties. The MG, when the MGM hotel reopened uh, on a different part of the strip, the version that exists today, um, it opened up as a theme park, remember? And the theme park's characters, instead of being Disney characters or Looney Tunes characters, uh, were the Wizard of Oz characters. Right. And the theme park was a Wizard of Oz theme, theme park. And uh, I don't know if it was because it was in Vegas or what, but it's interesting you would think Disneyland, it influenced Disneyland. And then you know, art imitating life, imitating art. Yeah, yeah. Disneyland influences the Wizard of Oz land, whatever the hell it was called. Dis- or, uh, MGM Grand Adventure Theme Park. Ooh, I remember that yeah. place was still there when I yeah, yeah. first moved here. I don't know if that's what it was. We, d- we did have a heavy Wizard of Oz presence in the valley. Yeah. At one was... point. You could, go <laughs> down, you could go down and, I don't know, look at the original, like, Toto, just mummified. Yeah, Toto's, <laughs> Toto's mummification was yeah. a little odd. The taxidermy Toto is was at the MGM Grand in the 90s. Yeah, that's... Uh... Toto is a very impressive dog actor, by the way. You know, I, just, I was like, so yes. impressed by yeah. Toto. I couldn't believe it. Dog I'm, I'm actor not... and character. It's like... Man, you're, you're, we're just railing through him. Toto, man. <laughs> uh, the, after I saw that, the first thing that came to mind was... Well, the first, first thing that came to mind was damn, that dog is amazing. Yeah. I can't believe it. Like, more amazing than most dogs you've seen in films growing up as a kid, like 80s films, 90s films. More amazing than fucking Beethoven. More amazing than fucking <laughs> Jerry Lee. More amazing than Hooch. All right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You more amazing than Hooch. <laughs> no, no, yes. no. No, no, no. Is that a controversial I just, statement? I just, in your first three names you mentioned you didn't mention benji you motherfucker no that's what i was getting to it so (laughs) then 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 tom thank you for the interlude (laughs) uh benji came to mind i was like holy shit wait this that shit in in inspired benji hardcore but both benji and benji the hunted uh those two movies um 
thinking back, you know, those were the animal movies I liked. Benji was I, big time when I, I was. I liked Homeward Bound young. and shit, Michael J. Fox, fucking Rosie O'Donnell or whatever, whoever was in that. But like Benji and Benji the Hunted were the ones that I was like, I saw in the theater. It was like, whoa, especially Benji the Hunted. That shit was epic. Like you felt like, oh my God, the dog is taking so many risks right now. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> get, off, get off the log. You know, and that was how Toto was hopping up and down the fucking mountainside. Oh yeah. Right. I was like, holy shit. That dog is amazing. Just, you know, like, what the fuck? They didn't have it on a rope. You know, that dog just jumped, you know, like, all right, great. And, and, and succeeded. Uh, though I did read that Toto fucked up, got injured on the set. Oh, well, there was a couple moments where they were like dancing and Toto almost got stepped on. And I was no, like, Toto getting really did nervous. Get stepped on. He did? Yeah. That oh, broke his shit. foot or her foot rather. That's Toto's sad. a girl, uh, the dog playing Toto, uh, Terry, maybe Terry. That's right. Is you're absolutely girl. right. So she hurt her foot, injured her foot, and um, I'm not. I'm not trying to assume Toto's gender, but um, I'm <laughs> yeah, going Terry by what go the vet the told me. That's it. I'm sorry, Terry. You're not here to uh, rep yourself. I don't really know, but um, 80 you, years ago, I mean, Terry probably not here anymore. I mean, I yeah. I, <laughs> No, no, Terry. I did, I did the math. Like, I had to do the math on that. Hey, he's right. 80 years is a long time to, for a dog to live. Yeah. 80 plus, however old. Um, do you think uh, to or Terry enjoyed that experience, that whole movie making? Like, he had a lot of attention. Seemed if he to was be. A, attention seeking. Yeah, he was very hippity hoppity going down the road, you know? Yeah, it was, he seemed into it. I mean, I don't think you could train a dog to like do the actions, but you guys are so what, convinced. You're, you're, you guys are so convinced that Terry and Toto though. is a boy dog. <laughs> uh, I wonder if that's because you yourselves have testicles. Yeah, no, or? no, no. I just, I assigned it he when I was, and I was just five years old. Toto is a boy. Toto okay. is a boy. Oh, Toto is a boy. Toto is a boy. Okay. I think Judy Garland or Dorothy even refers <laughs> to him as him. he. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, but Terry, the dog playing Toto, is not a boy. <laughs> By the way, back so, to your point, is Benji the Hunted a puzzle piece? Benji the Hunted and Benji are puzzle pieces. Both of them, Both okay. of them are my Benji uh, I, I gotta make sure puzzle I piece. Right? Can, can I just... Benji and Benji the Hunted are my puzzle piece uh, that I... I it, you know, before I, I, I was thinking, oh my God, this is the most amazing dog I've ever seen on film ever in my entire life. And then I started running my mind through the dogs and thinking, yeah, better than that fucking thing. Better than that dog. Better than that piece of shit. <laughs> oh, and then Benji popped in my mind. I was like, holy fuck. Definitely, definitely not better than Benji. Maybe as good as Benji. Okay. So and we're big Benji fans. Here. Definitely not I, as good as Benji the hunted Benji, which I'm sure was not the same fucking dog. I, I, mean, I can't discern any of the benji movies it's just an entity <laughs> that i saw on tv and just went oh benji i didn't call it benji hunted sure you know you probably yeah, saw yeah. like benji clips right i want to say no, that I during, benji during movies, the 80s man. there was all sorts of there's heavy benji clips going on i remember but, watching benji as much as i remember yeah. watching wizard of oz i i don't know that i've ever actually watched but you're benji. aware i of probably benji. did i'm aware of benji. did you have an admiration for benji i mean you know me, i'm a dog guy i was gonna so, say as a dog lover you should yeah. definitely sit down and revisit benji and be like Pretty impressed, like the way you were impressed watching Toto. While yeah. while we're talking about dogs, mm -hmm. remember when the 
the lady comes and she's taking Toto away. Was yeah. there like a noticeable groan in the uh, audience? Like, ooh, bitch. Yeah, that was that was like straight up lady. evil. Yeah. That, that was evil. That was like Thanos evil. Yeah, well, be- because <laughs> there was a bunch of kids at the showing I went to. And yeah, everyone was just kind of getting angry at this lady. So was I. Oh, yeah. was How funny like, is it that without any evidence, this lady who owns half the town or whatever can just go to the sheriff and be like, this dog. Okay, here's an order to take the dog. You know, you're like, wait, yeah. what the fuck? Who? What kind of government are they working in? What what system is this? Right, um, <laughs> where that's a thing, right? Where she's where, the one percent in, right. in that situation. Uh, maybe that's how it was yeah. back then. I'm thinking some nefarious shit went on on like rural local governments. You know, there's Just like, like a darker isolated. version of this story out there that could probably be made where we get into, into those inner workings of that, um, that town. Okay. What I read was there's a hor- horror movie Oz based coming this year or, or, what? Sometime in the next couple of years, like yeah, license? yeah. Just look it up, man. I didn't, I didn't really read about it. I was just like, oh yeah, but well, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe that'll be the next episode. Yeah, but of horror, three of us not like thriller, not suspense, not well, horror is a loose term. Okay, especially these days, not not gore fest. But I don't probably. know. I mean, probably. Sc- <laughs> I guarantee you, torture porn. <laughs> it'll scare the shit out of you. I feel like everything Unless I it's just now like, is gore yeah. fest. Well, I, I feel like at this point, Tom, you've only done mini golf, right? So let's let you do a uh, puzzle okay, piece. Um, hold up. I got to log in. Man. <laughs> you got to also admit that in many ways, it's in, it influenced fucking Star Wars. And I, don't, I don't mean to break open the Star Wars chest, but being a, a Disney film, we kind of discussed Disney. Obviously, it reminds you of Disneyland, Star Wars. Now, Star Wars is Disneyland. Sure. Fucking... For sure, like I see it in that as well—the big set pieces, but also kind of uh, a hero's journey of discovery and and um, oh, you had it all along, right? Uh, <laughs> What's the new bad guy's name? He's basically Oz uh, sitting up on a throne, like a, a projection. Snoke. Oh, Snoke. Yeah, yeah. Kind oh, of. Yeah. It's kind of like kind a projection. Of, absolutely, of a projection, a one, um, <laughs> which definitely became uh, that had to have been the first time they did all of that projection stuff right yeah. i mean maybe not but the first time they did it well enough to where you're like wow scooby-doo that is a incredible too. um all right you logged in over there tom i am logged in um <laughs> i do i do have one right here all right um lick my nuts b just like all the other peasants will toby max number one hit was fucking pleasantville pleasantville Pleasantville. Oh shit. Pleasantville. It's got it, the color change. It's got the black and white to yeah. color. Okay. Which I don't I can't think of many movies that do that, but that's that was some uh it's pretty state hard of the art shit off, back that's then. For sure. you, know? you can't just pull that off without it you can't seeming pull it like off. gratuitous or like a rip. <clears throat> but they actually had a really good um a little a really good point behind theirs, right? Can I explain the Toby uh, Maguire rap? That <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should. Actually, I really don't. Because that's you should a, that's an inside joke. A very uh, <laughs> just leave an, it an inside joke that happened very leave lately. It alone. Are you regretting it? Or? Um, <laughs> kind I just of. thought like like you know he didn't rehearse it is what it is, and that's why he's regretting it. Not because it was bad, but just because he I didn't fuck hell it. Was solid. It. He wrote it once and thought it sounded right. And was like all right. You, you need but you guys agree you need right? The metronome? <laughs> Pleasantville. Pleasantville. I totally yeah, agree. It, 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 it occurred to me, if, but that's if a great not one. just that one thing that happens, that one effect. 
And um, this was like right at the beginning of color. Is that right? Like, I'm not sure exactly. You know, I, I, I didn't look any of that up, but yeah, I, I, I want to say I, like, uh, I'm scanning my brain and think always having thought that as a kid, yeah. like found out at some point, you know, I don't think it was early internet age that that's not. Dude, imagine really? if that was the first color movie. Like, imagine you're going to the theater, you're seeing a black and white movie, and all of a sudden, I think boom, if that's the first one you that. saw, I yeah. think there was some color stuff happening. Yeah. Cartoons um, were in color before. Sure, co- cartoons. But yeah, it must have blown people's minds back yeah, then. Yeah, for sure. Freaking wild. But yeah, no, Pleasantville, uh, that, is, that is a good observation of the, using that, that, same, that same transition for, you know, for added effect and all that. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Wizard of Oz really was sweet. straight painted. Yeah, they painted that movie. Oh yeah, definitely. That movie was not. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite uh, Toby Maguire movie? (laughs) My favorite Toby Maguire movie. Yeah. Ooh, Cider House Rules. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Excellent performance. Yeah. Dave. I don't know. I I I dig Sam Raimi's Spider Man movies. Cool man. Yeah. Part three where he. Uh, goes to the disco yeah that's all it's all good i mean i haven't watched them since the theater but i mean i, I like them back <laughs> yeah, then yeah, yeah you know i did have fun in there you know well part that's three, a really that's a really three. good uh transition to my next puzzle we're piece, nailing actually. these transitions yeah. who was in the part three though it was emo spider-man wasn't he spider-man three no toby mcguire was but the the bad guy Oh, Sandman. Uh, what, oh, Sandman. Uh, what, what's his no, name? No, it was it was the one everyone hated. Doc it was Ock. it was the black Spider-Man outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone of course, all the all the fanboys hated that. Yeah. Um, and but then, it's it's not that bad though. Like, I mean, from my memory, but Venom, right? Yeah. Yeah, Venom was uh, what's his name from that '70s show? Why is Venom played by two different sized men, and one played Mad Max while the other Son of Red, man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, should I explain why I just no, did no, that no, rap? Just roll with it. Just roll with it. Should I explain why I did that? that? Should I explain? Go into the the explanation behind that rap. I just uh, I, I don't. It was this an was inside a to- thing. No, it was an inside joke. And I I I should say I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in right now. That there is no rap on our new album Protocol of Dreams. That's good. Which was influenced by Wizard of Oz. That's true. Being a dream. <laughs> if not directly, indirectly. A little, sure. A little bit directly. Um, but yeah, my next puzzle piece. Um, so uh, w- when Sam Raimi's Oz the Great and Powerful came out, which is a recent Oz sequel, which isn't very good. When, oh, yeah. W- yeah, when that came right. out, um, I saw it. And it's I a was transition. Uh, yeah, right. see? Yeah. Get, getting the Raimi in. Yeah, I see the transition. Yeah, it was good. I make the connection. But um I, I was shocked by how much it is basically just a kid-friendly version of Army of Darkness. It's like every story beat is beat, 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 everything wow. that happens in Army of Darkness. And watching That's Wizard of Oz the other day, I realized, holy shit, it was there all along. Army of Darkness is... Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Beat <laughs> okay. for beat. That's pretty good. Nice. Um, I mean, right wow, from the, right man, from the opening, the house with the, falling the house and everything. And the world Holy shit! And the the voices coming out. I didn't of even think about that. I wonder yeah. if th- there's probably some internetness about that. I, there's got to be. Yeah, it's like, total Wizard of Oz. So Raimi is clearly just a Wizard of Oz freak, and he's just super into this whole, this whole world and everything. And yeah, I mean, the wise man is basically Oz, and he has, what's to, his, has to go on the things to get home. Oh yeah, and I never had a gauge for this, but what's, no what's his age? Heroin and distress. Like, and, what? How old was Sam Raimi when he was? When he, uh, doing like Evil Dead one, 
The first one, I 20. would guess he was probably early 20, like maybe 21 or something, because they okay. were really young. He was a little older than Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell I read was 18. If Chins Could Kill, and Campbell's book, If Chins Could Kill, he, it's basically the story of Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, where it, it, he even includes like recipes for how to make gallons of fake blood because we could have used that. They were like going to every sure. hardware store around town trying to find all the corn syrup and all this shit that, and, and, you know, it just goes into the whole story, but. Yeah, there were like college guys, and interesting enough, I worked with a DP who was like just a PA or something on Evil Dead, and just wanted to do it for free. So this guy Kurt Ralph, he's name dropping, right? <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know that that's a name drop. No offense, Kurt, if you're listening. <laughs> it is a name technically. I put you in an uncomfortable situation. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. I think you put Kurt Ralph in a more uncomfortable situation there, Tom. So you should probably throw out an apology real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Kurt Ralph. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> to, <laughs> Kurt Ralph. That's a great name. Kurt that Ralph is a, good is a great name. name. Sounds like an animator's name. Or a, uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I was impressed. I was blown away when that this dude told me he had worked on that. But And I was like, holy shit. I kind of like feel like I was there with you because I read the whole story of that. And like the way he was his stories go, it's like, yeah, that describes it exactly. Um so it's it's kind of interesting, but it's anyway. pretty awesome. One of the best movies ever, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but... all I I love all three of them. I oh, think yeah. two and two and three are the best ones. Yeah, I, definitely. Even even the show, I would say two and three are better than the show, and I even like one better than the show personally. But I think I like one better than uh, yeah. They probably. took it. They took yeah. it. They killed it. They took it way too far. Yeah. in my opinion, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's still right, pretty good though. It, I need that. It, it it gave me what I needed out out of waiting twenty sure. years for a the sequel. first season. <laughs> did know? man like the, yeah. I, the what. I just don't need to see the continuing adventures of Ash. Right. <laughs> At um, a certain point, anyway. As good as it was. Yeah. As cool as it was, as interesting as it was. Um, it's we, just like the same old, seasons. same old. And I, I think it worked better as a trilogy, honestly, or, or even like two and three worked very well together. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, um, but uh, I could see Wizard of Oz in all of them. Going back to the uh, Sam Raimi, the Oz and Powerful, uh-huh. um, to the cuts in army of darkness or whatever um damn one of those gentlemen that's all right there's take a, a hit there's a, <laughs> i was gonna say something about the enchanted forest uh, oh no yeah. no I, I, I was gonna say all those directors probably as when they played movies back then they just kept playing movies that people liked you know so like i'm i'm guessing wizard of oz probably stayed in like Oh, it was in the maybe theaters. at least got played we were like kids, once man. a month. In fact, constantly. we just saw it in the theaters. So, like, it's been it in, the, in the, theaters. the theaters for eighty years. Let's put but, it that way. Yeah, but the, back, um, you know, which comes to the segue, directors, uh, just probably adoring that movie, getting to grow up with it from a very young age. Yeah, uh, David Lynch, Wild at Heart. You guys seen this movie? No, I've okay. never seen but one. I trust uh, you. The, yeah, they're blatant. They're blatant uh, nods to Wizard of Oz. Like, Glinda the Good Witch literally what? flies down in the movie, you know? Is Wild at Heart a fantasy <clears throat> like that? I it's mean, a, no, it's like a crime, crime action movie. Who is Wait, that? And there's witches. Dave, that's David Lynch. No, who's in that? Um, Nick, Cage. Nick Cage. Yeah, right. Nick Cage. Yeah, right. Nick Cage and Laura Dern. Yeah, Nick Cage and Laura Dern. Nick Cage and Laura Dern. Um, if you ever get a chance to watch it, you'll just see I will. It. it's like, whoa. I'll watch okay. It okay. Yeah, these are straight knots. I like David Lynch. I like and seventy five percent. And honestly, it was a, probably a bad decision to do that because the movie is just the movie's fucking all over the place, man. It sucks. But I he felt compelled, man. 
you felt compelled to give that movie a nod. I'm sure Nicolas Cage so, loved doing that too, because he loves like going crazy in movies and love probably love that connection to all the weirdness that is Wizard of Oz. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah, do you guys think there's a connection somehow? Uh, there's one one thing that I noticed, and it's probably just me and all the movies I've watched, but I couldn't pinpoint anyone. But it reminded me of something, and it stood out like a sore thumb when when Dorothy and the gang are walking through the poppies. And Dorothy passes out. Mm. And then the snow wakes her up. I mean, it's ridiculous to think snow, like why would snow, like what is magic snow, I guess. Right? Like magic snow wakes her up. Magic poppies put her to sleep. Uh, Is there like some sort of drug connection there? Like a drug movie reference? (laughs) Is that... You feel that? Like the poppies? I mean, come on. Poppies puts her to sleep? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, the poppy field puts her to sleep and the snow, the snow wakes, wakes her up. up. Yeah. And I said that to my mom, and this is what's interesting. I said that to my mother. Um, this is her favorite film, by the way. Her her entire life, her favorite film. Uh, and right away, she's like, oh, you mean like cocaine? <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, cocaine. That's exactly what I meant. It's weird that you even know what I was talking about. But yeah, <laughs> cocaine um, and heroin or opium, right? Yeah. And and the op- the opes put you to sleep and the cokes <laughs> wakes your ass up, man. That makes a lot of sense. For sure, man. So is that, is, that's, is that kind of a psychedelic theme? Not so much psychedelic because it's not psychedelics, but... Sure. Psychedelic films kind of yeah. use that, right? Maybe I'm a little sure. Fear is there something in a Beatles movie or something? That's what that's what occurred to me. But I don't. Yeah, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the Johnny yeah. Depp film, sure. Gio del Toro. Um, yeah, yeah, because they're like they're just throwing everything they can at each other, like to keep each other alive, basically at certain yeah. points. And like, yes, yeah, so there's that snow cocaine, which by the way was asbestos. Um, <laughs> I listened to that in a, in a little. Uh, facts about the movie Jeez, thing wow. yeah it was actual asbestos, asbestos they used for the snow um they also used it in the lion's suit which he got cancer from oh geez nice yeah and there. the tin Wait, man, the tin, yeah the, the first tin man uh got had aluminum yeah poisoning from the paint on his face yeah this oh, movie yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. rough to make that's right <laughs> yeah. i did read that uh on the actor's page let's talk about the actors sure right because you got to admit you didn't recognize a single one of the actors. No. Right? You don't, when you, when you think back, um, I, I would say our generation anyway, people our age, when we think back, we don't think of the farmer guys' faces. We just think of Scarecrow. Sure. We just think of Tin Man. And we could probably picture all their faces clear in our minds as the characters or as the, you know, Oz characters, not as the Kansas farm actors' faces. Right? Right. So when you look at it, None of those guys look familiar. You probably couldn't tell me any of their fucking names. Well, they were also all so much but, older than Dorothy. Like they're like for sure, except adult, for Scarecrow. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, that dude was probably like twenty. But they're like or old 20. actors in the twenties or whatever or thirties when this uh, came out. They were already old actors. Yeah, they were people that were like, oh, probably on the circuit <clears throat> or something. Probably in vaudeville or something. Probably. Right. Probably yeah, back um, when you had to. Oh, dude, what were you saying when we came out of the theater? Right, we saw it together. Uh, Catskills comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, Catskills. like they're all like old Catskills <laughs> comics or something, and it is very much like that. It is very like um, what you see in Maisel, right? Whatever, right. Or <laughs> you know what you yeah. imagine. And Maisel, they kind of heavily ripped Dirty Dancing's Catskills 
you know, theme. Right. Which that whole film wasn't filmed in the Catskills, vaudeville. That's like all those dudes, you know, like triple threat. You have to act, you have to sing, and you have to dance. And you have to wear black Right, right, right. And those guys were, (laughs) everyone in that movie was like a great dancer. Okay, who did that inspire? I, I, the first thing that came to mind when I see Scarecrow, just they're so animated. You know, and I, and I call him Scarecrow. I'm calling, I'm referring to Scarecrow, but I mean the actor who played him sure. as the farmer guy. You know, his hand gets hurt and all that, and the wagon in the beginning of the film. Uh huh. Um, the first thing that came to mind is like Jerry, Jerry Lewis, and then who he inspired, uh, Jim Carrey, right? And then I think like this dude is fucking Jim Carrey, and he's doing it so much better than either him or Jerry Lewis, and and it's great how how good he is you know right. what i mean think about actually they're all pretty damn good but yeah scarecrow was the most impressive to me you know and uh it, it reminded me a lot of how much i adored uh jim carrey and how much my mom would have adored like jerry lewis oh totally um I, so, was, I was just looking up when the three stooges came out because it kind of reminds me of that too probably around yeah. the same yeah it is around there, the same yeah. time 1922 is when they started but oh yeah, the, before that. Yeah, so it's even before. Maybe that. they were inspired by the Stooges, man, sure. which, which is crazy. The Scarecrow did have the toughest job because he had to act like he had no bones every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had to be very. Loose. Yeah, he had it like collapse. He just kept collapsing at parts and pulling himself this, back up. That was know? a good performance. Yeah, it's, that was great. It all was. That's the thing. Like even, I mean, um, shit. Another puzzle piece, man. We'll bring. I'm, I'm bringing it. Do it. Um, the Tin Man, dude. What was the first thing that came to mind when when he's rusted and he starts his dance and he fucking he's falling over, right? But it's the lean, dude. It's the it's the Moonwalker lean, man. Yeah. It's the Michael Jackson. Uh, what's that song called? Uh, Smooth Criminal. Smooth Criminal Lean, man. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When, when the Tin Man is like does this full like straight leg, yeah. stiff bodied lean, and oh, he yeah. leans over like 45 degrees and shit. Uh, that is that totally influenced, uh, oddly enough, MJ, who was as a young man in the Wiz, a remake, like a Motown remake, sure, of, yeah, in Wizard of Oz. But maybe some five or six years later, he's doing the lean, the Tin Man lean, as yeah. part of his dance routine, you yeah. know, totally. There's probably so, a few move, moves he. You know, he bit. Oh, I'm sure. Michael, and there's Michael a lot Jackson. a lot of like, you know, a lot of that weirdness and magicalness and all that kind of stuff that, you know, was Michael Jackson's there, whole thing came from yeah. here. Also, there's an episode of Perfect Strangers where they do that gag where they're on they skis. Do the they're on skis and they're stepping on each other's foot, Cousin Larry and Balky. And they're both doing the lean and the crowds go like the fake crowds going crazy. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put this to you guys uh, uh-huh. because I. I feel like I, I know, like I'm a magician and I know, you know, I know okay. that's the trick, but what do you think the secret to the Tin Man Lean, the MJ Tim Le- Tin Fucking Man like Lean skis, is? like just like at- attaching your boots to the ground somehow with the, okay. With the attaching your boots to the ground, but you got to realize dudes doing mid dance. The whole crew is mid dance. Right. They couldn't stop. And then skis right then, boom, they lean. How the fuck did they pull that off? There's no skis on the ground, none of that. How do they I don't do know. it? I gotta watch that cut again. I don't believe you. What do you think? Magnus? Close. Okay. A- a- apparently at the uh, MJ 
Mystique or uh, MJ Cirque show. Uh, they pull, they do, they use the same trick, and they had to like get the tech from them or whatever, get the secret how they do it from them. Um, and it is a hole in the bottom of their shoe and a a pole that just comes up through the bottoms of their heels of their shoes what? into their shoe. Yes. Yeah. So they step right on their so mark. So they fly and... right on a cue, right on a mark, and that fucking thing comes up. And I'm sure you have probably like maybe half a second or so to like wiggle your heel into the into the sure. mark. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, oh, it's in there, you know? But like as soon as you can't pull your foot forward, you know you can do the lean. And then obviously it takes a lot of body strength sure to pull the rest off but yeah it's a it's a when when the when the tin man steps away i I looked at that spot there's something there but they did pretty good man like a ski (laughs) no like like a a dip like a dip (laughs) um, okay okay for the hooks so i didn't look but that's great so you did notice So you retroactively looked after hearing him give this explanation No, no, no. I, I looked at the theater. At that know. point, I was giggling. That was probably, the Tin Man Lean was probably my 20th giggle session. Yeah. Like, I was just so giddy the entire time. I couldn't believe how great every moment of it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Every moment of it was so giggles. good that when that part came, I was like, oh, my God. That's... <laughs> and, you know, here, of course, there I am in the back row with my phone, like, oh, shit. Uh, Jerry Lewis, fucking Michael Jackson, Tin Man Lean. You, you know, just <laughs> typing into my phone, like, Oh wow, that's great. That's a great, great note. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will uh, go on to another puzzle piece. Um, my next one, and you kind of brought it up briefly earlier. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, just the whole Mushroom Kingdom sure. and all the weird shit. Especially Mario Brothers Two. Are you kidding? Yeah. Super absolutely. Mario Two is a dream. It's yep. Mario's dream. That's why it's so different. It's not whatever mario world is called yeah is it mario world yeah might might as well be um which is god damn that's pretty pretty arrogant you know what i'm saying (laughs) like name the entire world after yourself we should always be like you know fuck mario (laughs) fuck mario because he named the world after himself i never thought about that before goes around just murdering the inhabitants of the world that he well he's a colonialist princess mario's a colonialist fucking fascist pig Does he call it ever call it Mario World <laughs> himself? It's Mario World, <laughs> probably. <laughs> or if he doesn't refer to it that way, you know, like he's overheard Toad referring it to that way to like people that Toad is trying to tell the fuck off. You know, this is Mario World, bitch. And Mario doesn't say anything about it. You know, he doesn't correct Toad. Whoa, whoa. Mario World? Why not Mushroom Kingdom? Oh. It is the mushroom. It kingdom. is the mushroom kingdom, but the mushroom kingdom would exist in a world, right? It exists in a sure. Mario world. Fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. mushroom kingdom, kingdom is, is in a world. Kingdom. A world is inside a kingdom. There's the multiple kingdom kingdoms in the world. I think. I think the term is a um, human given, so we could peer into this world, which we are giving it the title of Mar- Super Mario World. It's okay. True. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's a true, that's I was a like, true <laughs> what, what, how does it connect to you other than the colorful world and the 
Oh, so enchanted yeah. characters and shit. Like, yeah, I mean, it mainly is talk. It is mainly both of those two things, but also the separation of it, where each like little area has its own set of inhabitants, and all everything looks a little bit differently. Like each stage has its own like. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. for sure. There's design. a Munchkin Land. There's a fucking yeah, and enchanted that, and forest. That, and that goes City. over to many other video games too. But I just thought Super Mario is like the the ultimate example of that. Sure. You know? Yeah, that's that's good. And I mean, th- there's there's also a lot of just like you know the magic stuff and all that kind of stuff, and a lot of flying on brooms and all that, or do, whatever the witch. Do you think Wizard of Oz would have benefited from an underwater world scene? I think I don't think they had the technology yet. Underwater with fireball <laughs> scene that would uh, be great, yeah. right? Fireballs underwater Tanuki suit. Yeah, be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Toto in the suit. <laughs> oh, Toto in the in the what is it? Yeah, the Tanuki suit. Tanuki was the squirrel or the um, raccoon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So um, what's what's an upside down tornado in the water called? <sighs> whirlpool? Yeah, see? Have one of those in the movie too. Have a whirlpool. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Have a whirlpool in it. Yeah, I like it. Brilliant. Why don't we go to Tom with his next puzzle piece? Next puzzle piece. Um, Labyrinth. Jim Henson. Ooh. Very good. Jennifer like Connelly. It. Good one. Yeah. She kind of gets in that world and has this ragtag crew of people that tag along. You know, I, I think this one's kind of obvious just, just from the... The tag along. It's like you yeah. meet, you meet characters she, she, along the way. Yeah, and it right. goes as far back as... There's like, actually a some sort of brick in the movie I haven't seen in a while. Brick, brick road. You know, there's bricks on the wall. Another movie that I, I'm sure I saw, but it's been so long that I barely remember it, you know, just like Wizard of Oz. There's a lot of these classics that I really need to go back and watch. Hopefully they do it in the theater. Yeah, you got to quit watching all those new Modern movies. classic or classic classic? Both. If the, word, if the word classic is involved, I probably haven't seen it in at least 20, 30 years. I don't remember it. What about a classic star? Classic cheese. Is that a thing? Is that a sandwich? <laughs> Famous star. When was the, oh, was uh, a, uh, <laughs> Isn't there a classic? Wendy's classic? It might be. <laughs> you hungry, B? No, I'm just thinking classic. When I hear that, I, it's it describes uh, food. Often. I think there's a yeah, Del Taco. Something. There's a classic combo. Yeah, of course, there's a classic. Every fucking fast food place has a classic something. You know, classic, classic, classic. classic Harkening back to a, a. It's classic. Another time, a classic time. <laughs> well, what's your next puzzle piece, then, Brian? Uh, well, let's see. Um, I'm. Out of puzzle pieces, I feel like I, I got them all yeah, out. They you, all kind of relate kind of to one them another. Together, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. But um, you know, I, I they were all kind of connected. Like I could have swore that the OEO um was in a Star Wars movie or well maybe Spaceballs. That, that's right? a good setup. Yeah, Spaceballs my next puzzle piece. Okay. So we might as well go to it. Um but yeah, I, I was I was surprised, and you were just saying about the tagalongs in uh, in Labyrinth, and that that is the kind of same thing where like they find the yeah. the people, that, and each one comes along, and then of course there's direct parallels between uh, uh, Dot Matrix as a Tin Man, and uh, sure, and then C three PO even right yeah, right Which or is, or C three PO C three PO, but for yeah. sure the Tin Man, yep, and Absolutely. then uh, uh, what was it Barf? Was it the dog uh, John Candy? 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's just like, just like the, uh, yeah, I actually, I forgotten that it was dot matrix was the name of the female robot. And I just, I laughed when I read that. That's a great (laughs) great. joke. Dot, dot. Is that Joan Rivers? That is Joan Rivers. But but then also, uh, Yoda, when we're first introduced to him is a big hologram thing again. Uh, just like like Oz or yeah, yogurt, yogurt. That's right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yoda. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. That was very Oz, that yeah. scene. You're right. Yeah, there, there's about so that, much yeah, Oz in that that's movie. That's one of the ones where they, they took Wizard of Oz, the, the wizard. And yeah. Kind of, but he's even in that, it's a direct rip. It's intentional. Like, yeah. I'm the great and powerful yogurt yeah. or something, right? Doesn't he have, <laughs> it, it, it's like that. Like, he just takes the whole great and powerful and everything from it. Um, yeah, man, is that it? Do the, what is it? The dink dinks or whatever? The what dink are the, dinks. <laughs> the, the date dates? Date 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 date. Are you date. sure that's it's date date, not dink dink? No, I thought it was date date. Dude, you're tripping. Man. No, is it dink? Well, whatever it is, I feel like they did the OEO. Song, yeah, exactly. Right? So, uh, maybe that's where it was. Yeah, I don't recall, uh-huh. but it's something like that where. It's just like all of my puzzle pieces just kind of connected. Sure. And, and, and which makes sense because all of these things are kind of influenced by that. Well, I only got one more. How many more do you got over there, Tom? I don't know. Maybe one. All right. Wh- why don't you go since I just went and then I'll do my last one. Um, Forgot your password. Keeps turning off his uh, <laughs> notes. Can I get some uh, water real quick? Some of what water? Out there. <laughs> if you guys don't mind. Uh, drink some of that water. Can you have some of your water? Sure. There you go. Should we mention at this point that um, we have an album coming out? Yeah. Or it should be out. It's out, right? It's yeah. out now. When it's, is this? It's out now. The day after. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, Protocol of Dreams, Black Camaro's Protocol of Dreams. So it came out last online. night? Yeah. Then if today is the 15th and it came out yesterday, go get it. You can get it at blackcamaromusic.com. It's a great album. I'm looking forward to it Thank being you. on uh, 12 where, I, where I can listen right all the time instead of just when I'm sitting in front of my record player, which the vinyl sounds fantastic. Um, great. But I'm awesome, sitting Thanks. in front of it once in a little while, so I've only listened to like three times now. But I do love it. Fucking great. It was designed for vinyl, mm. but works very well digitally. Nice. And I mean, it'll be everywhere. Yeah, at blackcameramusic.com or all of your streaming, usual streaming services that uh, we pay for. Yeah, some of them you can listen to this podcast on and then put make a little playlist with the album and the podcast. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll, we'll put a link to that in the yeah, uh, show yeah. notes. Thanks, man. Link, it, link. It, it's definitely a proper jammer, wouldn't you say? Proper jammer? It's a proper jammer. Yeah. Nice. I agree with that statement. It's a, there's it's a proper jammer. It's also kind of a letdown, <laughs> but no, not in a not in a bad way. And in, in a you want to feel let down, like when you watch a sad movie, yeah, kind of way. You know, like you're not let down, like disappointment, right? Uh, sadness, uh huh. Darkness. There's a melancholy to it. It's melancholy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. There's definitely melon involved. <laughs> there was a lot. And Lassie was a collie. There was a collie involved as well. <laughs> Which brings me to my next puzzle piece. Have you guys heard of Benji? Lassie and Benji the Benji, or Benji but won? Lassie was definitely it's a good Lassie question, came huh? to mind. Lassie came to mind. I don't give Lassie enough credit because I didn't watch Lassie. But I'm I'm aware of Lassie. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely didn't give Lassie any credit, but I can't imagine Lassie was worth the shit. 
you know it was just a dog running around like barking right right like timmy that was that was lassie's greatest attribute was that she could bark when timmy falls out of Jesus. what's the matter lassie? yeah, lassie's too old for me i just i never right. caught any that, of thank that thank you. Yeah. you like lassie you like skip we it Benji, i don't need yeah. it it's whatever you, um lassie's but, more of your parents age dog right yeah D- different different era so you find your next puzzle piece over there um now. i did well i wanted to come off benji okay and i and i said Benji to me, like I didn't know which Benji movie I was watching. I was just watching Benji, sure, which is also the same as Herbie, Herbie the Love uh-huh. Bug, which is basically Toto, dude. Herbie is Toto. <laughs> Going back, yeah. If Benji's the star Toto, of the show? Herbie's Toto, yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah, just kind of the Herbie the Love Bug. Interesting. I I have a phrase. I quote Herbie. Herbie goes bananas. So I know you do. I, I quote Herbie goes bananas, and uh, <laughs> do I it, do it. N- no. Was it like Ocho? <laughs> it's like you look real good, Ocho. <laughs> you do. You do. You quote that quite often. You look real good, Ocho. And what's funny about that is Ocho. <laughs> if you, as a kid, I didn't. I was like, oh, Ocho. Whatever, it's a cool word, Ocho. Especially coming out of the kid, you know, like yeah. it just sounds so super rad. You look real good, Ocho. And uh cool, Ocho is a rad word. And you know, you learn then, you know, at the end of the film, um they're like, Why do you why are you calling Herbie Ocho? If he's what is he, five and three? He's fifty three. Herbie is fifty three. Yeah. And they're like, but if Ocho means eight, why are you calling Herbie Ocho if he's 53? And the kid's like, five plus three is eight. Ocho. And it's like, what? It's a Sesame Street moment yeah. almost, you know? Like, holy shit. It just taught you Ocho. Yeah, it just taught you Ocho the long oh, way. Oh, man, that the was long a long way. I don't think I've ever seen that movie, to be honest. Herbie Goes Bananas. Yeah. It's there's probably there's the like three one. Herbies, and they're all fine. The old original Herbies, but there's, remember, you're forgetting uh, the reboot. It's like her. Starring Herbie and like Buddy Hackett. What I want to know is okay, and and look, all Herbie Herbies detour. look alike. All, all Herbies look alike. <laughs> oh, Let's be Herbie, honest. Let's yeah. be honest, dude. This it's not just a stereotype. All Herbies look alike. Sure. Okay, but do you think Herbie is actually the real Herbie, or do you think it's Herbie's kid? <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna pull us out of this. Um, my next puzzle piece is. Movies like Stand By Me, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, just like Dude Adventures, where oh you have a fucking destination and and you have tagalongs as well. Everyone, everyone needs something. That, Everyone's no, that, like kind of broken and needs something on off this journey. Sure, it's fucking the Odyssey. Yeah, man. yeah the Odyssey. Homer's Odyssey. Yeah, it's, which it's, it's which I was journey. thinking of when we we're talking about that. Right, we're like meeting characters along the way. I was thinking it goes as far back as ancient Greece, man. At least Homer's Odyssey, and then how Oh Brother, you just mentioned it. It's the same fucking thing. Oh Brother is the Odyssey. Yeah, it's a better one, honestly. But whatever. I mean, they're all dudes. That's that's the main difference, you know. Because uh, I mean, it, yeah. And this that's it, a big part of uh, Wizard of Oz that. She's a like a teenage girl, and and you know, yeah, with these older dudes yeah. that are all long. But for is the she journey. supposed to be a teenage girl? I don't think so. I think Dorothy's like supposed, in her twenties. I think Dorothy's supposed to be like ten or nine. Well, or something, right, and they got every, yeah, the whole stink in Hollywood movies, was yeah. yeah, but isn't 
isn't Garland a little old to be playing Dorothy? You know, and looking back at it, you're like, all right, she looks like a 16, 17 year old kid. And and growing up hearing like, wasn't well, she a little old? It sounds weird, right? But then you realize that Dorothy is supposed to be a whatever really that, naive, yeah. like nine or ten year old girl that just gets whisked away into like. To right. me, that book transcend or that movie transcended any of the books about it. Just to me, because I don't. You don't have to. Did you read Wicked? Did I what? Did you read Wicked? The the book Wicked. Yeah, the book. yeah Wicked the Ewok. <laughs> the Ewok Adventure. No, I, Wicked. I, I forgot Wicked. Wicked was a thing. I completely forgot. Wicked. About that. Yeah. Wicked. Nobody brought it up. Yeah. Which is okay. I watched Wicked. That's yeah. fine. I Sequels. That. That anything. Was a big it's, deal. A, it's a prequel. Was there a movie to Wicked? Well, the Oz one with Franco. And Mila Kunis right. is a prequel. Right, right. And it kind of shat on the idea of Wicked, which everybody, I don't know, I think maybe that's why it wasn't as successful or whatever, because Wicked was already a thing. It was a book. Also, that uh, was a play, and a play that, that was really big. It right? was a book yeah. that they turned into a play. And it's good where it's like, it's basically the Wicked Witch of the East as a young girl, like growing up being discriminated against. Yeah, I, I completely forgot that thing existed, but that was a huge thing. That was really big. But uh, before I go on to my last puzzle piece, I just want to make sure for the record, is Herbie the Love Bug actually a puzzle piece here? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Why, why not? Okay, cool. I've never seen it, so I don't, I don't really know much about it other than the- Herbie's uh, Toto. I like yeah. the Herbie is Toto I like it. Uh, okay. idea. Yeah, it's if it works for you guys, that. it works for me. Should we explore that? <laughs> well, m my last puzzle piece is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, Ooh, okay. which an, another similar to a lot of the other things we've been talking about here. It's just, you know, this world with all these like fantastical elements, the songs, the weird characters and all the magical shit. And right. All that. <laughs> there's, uh, yeah. there, there, there's a lot of, uh, fun parallels that can be drawn between, between the two. Um, and just the, the whole world is really, you know, obviously with the darker tone and everything for the whole, uh, Halloween and everything. But, uh, there's still so much of that fantastical element, and and yeah, the songs yeah, mostly sure. reminded me a lot of the uh, the songs. There's a lot of like classic songs. In that. I could imagine Tim Burton being a Wizard of Oz fanboy, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, just like Absolutely. gushing. How has he not done a Wizard of Oz yet? That's seems like too it's busy happen. doing Dumbo. I mean, um, Dumbo looks good. I don't care what anybody uh, says. I think it looks good. It looks like it's gonna be. It, it, <sighs> I'm in. Looks good. I'm sure. in. I'm in. <laughs> Tim Burton. <laughs> well, before we do our uh, final thoughts, I'm going to uh, read down the list of all the movies we just talked about. Um, do it. Yeah, let's do this. So put, we've put got- Put a counter on it, B. <laughs> first of all, we've One. got movie tropes and cliches such as uh, fighting the guards off camera and then uh, appearing wearing all Ooh. their clothes. How about I'm melting too? Oh yeah, and I'm, I'm melting. melting. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even talk about the witch. People steal that- Hardcore. Well, you know. That witch became the style of witch for like 50 years. She is a pretty Green, uh, major broom, witch. Big hat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That probably goes back further than Wizard of Oz, though. And Wizard of Oz is just the most archetypal one you can green, conjure. Up. Green face. Yeah. The bright green face, wart big nose, nose, big chin. Yeah. Uh, black pointy hat. Fucking black yeah. dress and a broom. That's all. That's a You witch. know, it's probably the easiest the easiest Halloween costume ever. You know what I mean? It's that, like the old standby. That like, actress that. played a great witch, dude. She played it's an a incredible witch. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. 
I like how she even was in the real nuanced. world. I like how she was even a slightly um, more down to earth, slightly more human uh, as the human character. She was still awful, you know. And then the transition where she's in the tornado riding her bike, yeah, and she's just like. Eh. and then all of a sudden she's just like yeah! she becomes corrupted in the right, tornado right. and is such a different just a more harsh character i was surprised how many times she said my pretties i figured it would be like one time she said it like six times <laughs> nice. that's that's one that's one of them yeah. right the tropes sorry that's an extension of the tropes sure. so that's still we're on, on number one go to yeah. number two dave okay yeah, that's yeah. your number two so yeah going down on the rest of the list uh willy wonka and the chocolate factory Miniature Golf, Disneyland, Benji, Benji the Hunted, Star Wars, Pleasantville, Army of Darkness, Wild at Heart, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal, Super Mario Brothers, Labyrinth, Spaceballs, Herbie the Love Bug, Stand By Me, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. What a terrible fucking list. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, who are we, guys? Who are we? <laughs> Some good stuff on this list. There's a few good things on there for yeah. sure. I, I approve. I, I pretty, especially pretty solid, Super yeah. Mario Brothers. Yeah, but Super Mario, man. Some, Everyone here loves Super Mario. Nobody here can diss Mario. Yeah, um, Spaceballs too. I, I'm, I'm one of my favorites. I love Spaceballs. Spaceballs, yeah, sure, absolutely rules. There's a. It's one of those good ones. It's one of those ones where you're glad they never made a sequel to. Oh yeah, yeah. But it might happen. Uh, um, there's a homage in the movie Top. Top secret. Do you guys know it with Val Kilmer? Yes. Oh man, when she's leaving and she's saying goodbye to all the her friends, I love she you met. too. I'll and miss she... you the most, French guy with the hat. No, right? she says I'll miss you the most. Scare. It's actually Scarecrow. Oh, okay, she yeah, yeah, Scarecrow. Yeah. Right. Blatant, but <laughs> I'll miss awesome. you most of all. Did you when you were watching that in Wizard of Oz in the theater, and she says that. Did it come off to you like, what the fuck? That's yes. fucked up. Yeah. Like, she's like, just why? like, oh my God, I'm going to miss you. And I'm going to miss you so much. And I'm going to miss you most did of you, all. Did you, did you, I read about fuck that. Fuck those guys. <laughs> like, they wait, didn't have a what? line. They didn't have a line. I, I read about that. No, they were going to, um, Dorothy was going to marry the guy who plays Scarecrow to in the movie or whatever. Oh, you know, and they chopped. Yeah, it was supposed to happen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Shut up. They they chopped it anyway. So you're saying that's a thing you researched and you found out that in the original, they chopped any romantic part of them to. Oh, that would be that would be bad. So they were supposed to be. That was a good call. Whoever made that decision. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really good call because I'm glad. Then it wouldn't be a. It'd be a forgotten classic. Like I don't know. Is this like? Yeah. What is this? That is bizarre. Is that a first cousin? I wonder or something? if that's in Frank L. Baum <laughs> original cu- uh, r- book, like in whatever. The story. I've never read the book. I just thought he was a relative. Full, or full disclosure. Yeah. Uh, has anyone here ever read the book? I certainly no. haven't read the book. Never read any of them. Um, I've read Wicked actually. Which we was also didn't okay. mention Return to Oz. That needs. I think that needs more mention than the Another Sam Raimi one. That I definitely. Return to Oz. Have I feel seen. like we did. We didn't have to talk we about it. I, I, we, we said it. We mentioned it, it in yeah. sequels and prequels, but we, you know, that covers all sequels, all prequels. Is we it did good? Say the Wiz. It's great. Yeah, Is it good? yeah. yeah. I, I seen it when I was a kid, but I think it's it holds a little up. creepy. Yeah, it's really. That, that's creepy. That's what I've heard. It, it's, it's creepier. Like crazy creepy. It's cre- It's way creepier. It's supposed <sighs> to be the actual sequel. It was like forty not years like later. Of, right? 
That's yeah, pretty, it's like Feruza Balk in the uh, 80s or whatever, you yeah. know? Um, and I want to say she's probably three or four years older than me. Right. And it was, it was creepy. <laughs> that doesn't help us. <laughs> well, well, just, I just, I'm that not, does I, not I, help the listeners. This faceless no, no, no. It, person I, on I'm this I'm not podcast. trying to get you to do math. What I'm saying is like, uh, I could kind of relate to the character a little I bit. I see what you're saying. You know, because we weren't that far apart in age. You know, and, and yeah, she was probably ten, and you were like in the eighties at some point. Six. What was that movie? Nineteen eighty-six. Yeah, I think Dorothy so. discovers she is back in the land of Oz and finds the yellow brick road is now a pile of rubble, and the Emerald City is in ruins. Discovering that the magical land is now under the control of an evil empire, she. F- we good? Yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. If you're my yeah, age, no, I, around I my age, yeah scary scared me as a kid so you guys have a new album out huh we do we do it came protocol out, of dreams came out last night it's a it's a um decent decent <laughs> meaning there are no right. curses on it i do have a question for it's you a guys decent album. and it comes home before the street lights come on i do have a question for you guys what makes you decide when it's time to make a new album like when it's time for these songs are an album like what what where where when do you decide that this is time for a new Black Mirror album? That's a long process you're talking about. It's a random question, I know. When they're when Wait. like a a theme appears. Yeah. When you haven't done anything in three years. <laughs> about two and a half years you get about two years you get no. the bug. Like this will do. Going. Listen, that's three not even true. Like, that's not even true because if you if you think about it. Yeah, well, our last our last album was 2014. Mm-hmm. Did something after that though, didn't we? The podcast. <laughs> well, we definitely did a podcast, <laughs> which was pretty fucked up. Okay, so yeah, then you have 2014 and whatever went down between then and maybe like 2016, where we or 2015 rather, where we decide. Oh no, it was 2016, right? We started recording stuff, just random stuff, and like started, like I said, they just started to form a theme, and then they, it's, it's interesting. You just get all these like demo versions of things sure, that are, yeah. that to you, sound like, oh, this is really uh, a kind of a collection of songs that kind of go with each other or whatnot, right? And then our idea was originally, let's let's record these real fast because we had done that before. We did that with the album before that, so let's just record these songs real fast, and as we do it. We'll just kind of give them away free, like the boot versions of them, the 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 rough versions, the demos, uh, interspersed with a kind of limited series podcast. Yeah. And the podcast by the third one was just like, man, it's spending so much damn time. Which, by the way, Dave, yeah, you're on that fucking podcast. I was, okay? yeah. Uh, for those of you listening, Dave, Dave is playing like, oh, how does Black Camaro work? And you know, which is funny because. <laughs> You know, dude has been, you were the host of Black Camaro Variety Show, the sure. first one, the original. Uh, you were on the album Radio Capricorn, mm-hmm. right? Would you say, yeah. he, would you say he's BCOG? BCOG, BC. <laughs> Do I get that status? BC late early period. Like you're the, OG. you're actually right at the, the cusp of the early and mid period. Mm. Um, yeah, you're BCOG. Us, right, where, nice. right where Scott came in as our drummer, like 08. Um, is when we did the variety show and then, sure. you know, um, 09 was radio Capricorn. And then, you know, revisiting that with, uh, you know, which is radio themed. We kind of 
barred from that. I like that it seems that you guys don't remember the name of the podcast. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right in saying that? Well, the four, uh, the four, uh, the it's a four episode thing, so it's uh -huh. not it's not like a recurring podcast. Sure, it did come out. You know, we tried to crank one out a month, mm -hmm. um, leading up to the release uh, on January twentieth, twenty. 17 remembers everything but the name of the podcast so january 20th 2017 was a red letter day in american history it's on the band i don't think right? we need to discuss exactly what podcast. happened on that day for everyone to know but the idea was to yeah follow this up with the release of another fucking we you know piece this thing together in a two-month period album piecing it together exactly i like it, I like it. And that's where we conclude tonight's show. Yeah, uh, I like it. Anyway. I think it's a good spot. Since I'm the only one talking about it. Uh, hey, you know what? Since, since, uh, since I'll just listen stop. to it. Fry your face off. Obviously, our end of episode plug is uh, the, the new album. Just tell them uh, one, one last time where they can find it. You can find Protocol of Dreams at blackcamaromusic.com. You can buy vinyl 12-inch. You can download 12 digital tracks. You could stream it from there or on any of your streaming services that you use. What's the uh, Instagram account? I don't know our Instagram <laughs> account, but fuck it. Black Camaro Music on Instagram. Tom, you got any, like, any, last, confusing, any last thoughts his, here? Um, I just want to say I thought it was really cool to, to finally see that movie on a big screen. Hell and yeah. it looked... It, I thought it was going to look even crisper, you know, because we're, we're in the future now and you just expect that shit. Yeah, they didn't really But it looks, anything, but. no, it looks really good. It, it looks, looks like good. candy, dude. It looks like. I was disappointed it wasn't widescreen. Yeah. And and looking that into that, discovered that not a lot of movies at that point were yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was, I was like, holy shit, what? 80 years on, man. It's still, it's still a, a cultural icon. And you know, that those are the things that are important to me. Sure. I like it. That's a good place to stop. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about cultural icons, but that one is. I would just like to give a, a, a shout out, a thanks to, can we do a little commercial real quick? Sure. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Digital Insight Recording Studio on uh, Maryland Parkway, 3,500 square foot, two room professional facility. Been in the Valley for 20 plus years. Still alive and kicking all of your uh, recording needs from i'm sorry i butchered that Zubra. I butchered you nailed that, it dude you get it uh just yeah. look them up on the internet digital insight go they're on all over the fucking place you know what i mean thanks you laser lavin yeah you can go proper dude you can Absolutely. find them on facebook you can find them on instagram you can find them on google just google digital insight recording studio and you can find them on maryland parkway that's right they're on maryland parkway but you might have a hard time they're right across the street from sam Ash. you might make that the might second help. right turn instead of the first right turn and sure in the rain i'm parked one parking lot over because it, nice. it is raining out there right yeah. so give give yourself uh give yourself a break and but, it doesn't it doesn't pick up in the <clears> studio because <throat> it's nice and soundproof and everything no rain no, no rain yeah. in here, but yeah, there's rain if I had one, there. If yes. I had one piece of advice, I would say, get yourself out of the rain. Get yourself out of the rain.
This is Todd from iHeartGeek. We believe that anything you're passionate about is geek. And if you are a geek, you are family here. We record once a week and would love to have you join in our conversations. You can get hold of us at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Use the .com we paid extra for. You can get us at Twitter at iHeartGeekShow. And you can always search us on our Facebook page as well. And... Keep on geeking on. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Black Camaro about the classic film, The Wizard of Oz. Um, I'm still not sure if I watched it when I was a kid. I must have. Uh, But one thing I do want to point out is that uh, Brian Garth was absolutely right. It's the dink dinks, not the date dates. I I watched Spaceballs like a hundred times when I was a kid and I used to sing along all the time. I sang along date dates. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why I heard that, but whatever. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, As always, if you want to find out about our future episodes and check in on some of our old episodes, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. Uh, We're doing two episodes a week all month in February. It's crazy February. Uh, We still got, this is the middle of the month, so we still got eight more episodes left. So a lot of Piecing It Together coming up. So make sure you're subscribed. You can also follow us on social media, at PiecingPod. You can join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. You can sign up for our mailing list over on PiecingPod.com, which you're going to want to do because we got some uh, cool giveaways coming, some contests uh, to coincide with the one-year anniversary of the show in March. So we got a lot planned. And uh, with that said, I'm going to leave you guys, instead of with a piece of my music, with a full song from Black Camaro's new album, protocol of dreams you heard little bits and pieces throughout the uh show but now we're gonna leave you with a full song i feel like i'm being like a radio dj right now but we are going to leave you with when the fun stops from protocol of dreams
James Bond, slot and spy gown. I lost cause my judgment, it lost its appeal. But the one thing I did win isn't even real, real, real. And all points west.